Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 96 of the podcast. We're getting inching, inching, inching closer to episode 100. We're slowly chipping away and getting there. Again, I've been busier than shit trying to find a good time to record. And today I decided, I was like, you want to know what? I've got some time to record. Let's do this. Let's crank out a podcast episode. So I'm in here ready to record episode 96. Windier than shit out yesterday. Fucking windier than shit out yesterday. About, what, 100 mile an hour, or not, 70 mile an hour winds? I think they were saying the wind gusts were. Uh... Across the Midwest, just getting pl- plastered with cold wind enough to just send uh, piercing through your body where you're like, good God, this is terrible. Uh, tornadoes, too, uh, were coming through, which is odd to see in December. We had it last week where you had uh, tornadoes going through Kentucky, Illinois, all those areas. Uh, get what, our uh, prayers to everyone down there. Uh, they had to go through that, but I'm like, shit i've never seen you know that tornadoes like a tornado outbreak in december that close like normally it's like down south i would say more but i'm like i've never really seen it like that that close and i was just like wow that's crazy um not enough time though for the weather channel so that's one of the first things that has made me mad uh the weather channel they kind of fucked up their weather uh coverage they had a couple meteorologists out couple weeks ago for the covering big it was a snowstorm and then you had severe weather on the south side of it so it was either you're getting hit with snow or severe weather right so they had some guys some areas right and they're talking about how there is an extremely like long uh line of storms and there's this tornado that was on the ground for almost what 200 miles and you know they're throwing out tornado emergencies left and right which is pretty fucking like severe where it's like uh tornado emergency is like the scariest thing basically it's like get to your shelter asap uh and you know they're covering it up all the way up to 11 o'clock and you know they're like we're gonna monitor it we're keeping our eye on everything and then they go to uh a new show they, they stop their weather coverage on tv and they start showing uh what was it uh deadline to disaster or something like that and it's like what are you idiots doing You've got all these severe storms rolling through. They're supposed to be the number one uh, weather uh, channel in the, like the U.S. or something. You know, people rely on you. You'll cut. You'll do 24/7 coverage on a tropical storm, but you got these dangerous storms rolling through, and you cut away from the coverage. What are you doing? And so I think they realized that they fucked up because uh, yesterday they stuck with the co- coverage more. On the storms, but it's just like, who came up with that idea? You're literally the weather channel. Yes, I get maybe there's some times where you don't need to have 24 7 coverage or something like that. And you know, some of those documentaries they show are cool, but it's like, you know, we're literally about to have a deadline disaster here in about two minutes. If if you don't start showing uh, where this tornado is gonna go. Because it's like, you know, maybe not everyone has the local news stations. You know, maybe they, they rely on the weather channel. That's the only station that they know. And it's like, you guys stop showing it. It's like, that kind of fucks everyone up. Also, too, I've noticed with the weather channel, another thing that gripes me is what they would used to do 
is they would have their local on the 8s, right? It would show your local weather forecast uh, for every time that it would end the date. So like right now, I'm recording, and it is 2.08. What they would be doing then is they would just be coming back from commercial break. Uh, they would uh, have their local on the 8s. They'd have like, uh, you know, their forecast or whatnot, and then they would have like their five minutes of being on air. They'd go to commercial. It would come back by 8 o'clock, or it would come back by the time, you know, it would be like 2.18 or whatnot, right? Now, it's like they go, they go to commercial like at different times now, so it's not really local on the 8s. You can't tell me it's local on the 8s, but then it's at 2.12 and you're showing me the local on the 8s. No, 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 no. It's got to be local on the 8. It's not local on the twos. It's not local on the fours. It's got to be local on the eights. And so that's been kind of griping me the wrong way. But shout out to Weather Nation, though. If you got Dish Network and you go up one channel above the Weather Channel, that's Weather Nation. It's just basically 24-7 weather. And it's like, that's nice because weather can change any second. Good to have stuff like that. And they stuck with the tornado coverage through. So Weather Nation, you did good. Shout out to all the other meteorologists out there, too. Uh, keeping us safe and everything like that. But it, that, that griped me the wrong way. I was like, you can't just talk, you can't talk about how severe the storms are going to be, and you can't be stretching how dangerous of a situation this is going to be, and then you cut away to storm stories or something like that. That That's not, that's not helpful for the message. It's like, this is a really dangerous storm. You got to get to your safe spot. Okay, bye. Here's storm stories. It's like, no, you got to stick with it. Tell what's going on, where it's going to go. Because if the tornado's gone 200 miles, it's probably going to go like another 50 on the ground. So you want to keep wrapping it out. It ain't that hard. But they got to make it more hard. And another thing, too, that pissed me off. So yesterday, Wisconsin, right, getting hit with absolutely, you know, big amount of wind, right? This is It would be like the kind of wind... That whenever I had to work uh, drive through at uh, Culver's and I had to man the window, it'd be like that kind of wind. Because I swear to God, I'd always would get hit with the uh, biggest amount of wind gusts imaginable. Every time I'd open up that window, it'd just be like... <laughs> terrible, right? And so just big amount of wind, right? And people are telling everyone, hey, don't put your garbage cans out. Take all your... Uh, Stuff that you got outside, bring them in because they're going to fly around. Because there's 70 miles hour winds. And I'm driving into town. And what do I see? Like three people. And this is like as the wind's starting to pick up. They have their garbage cans out. And it's like you stupid ass hits. That's going to blow around. And then you're going to have garbage and shit flying everywhere. And it's, it don't even get me started on recycling either too. Because recycling, that's what like trash. At least the trash bags are like in a bag right but recycling that shit's gonna just fly everywhere so like it, it blows my mind it's like just, don't put it out or even wait till the morning it's gonna fucking fly away it's a tall object that's not like 300 pounds it, it's literally like 20 pounds like that's gonna get carried away so easily and people are like oh i didn't know my garbage kids were gonna fly around literally everyone was telling you don't put your garbage cans out. It blows my mind that, I mean, God, I mean, shit, we've survived the pandemic and people have been being like, don't do this. And people are like, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. So, I mean, it doesn't shock me at this point, but it's like, literally people are like, don't do this because then this is going to happen. And then people decide to do X and then Y is the result. And they're like, oh, I didn't know it would actually happen. It's like, well, dude. 
Everyone was telling you it was going to happen. Everyone told you, don't put your garbage cans out because they're going to fucking fly away and you're going to have trash going everywhere because it's 70 mile an hour winds. We all know wind can be destructive. We all know wind can be very powerful, but you do it anyway. And then it happens. And then we're all just sitting there like, are you serious, my guy? Oh, it pisses me off. And since we're talking about weather anyway, I don't like having this... We, so, I mean, I know it was only for a day. But record highs in December always scare the shit out of me. Alright? Maybe that's just because I'm, like, kind of paranoid with the whole climate change and everything like that. Who knows? But, I don't know. I don't like it when you have an abnormal day. I don't like it when it's colder than shit in the summer. I don't like it when it's hotter than shit in the, su- in the winter. Alright? I like my consistency in my weather. If it's supposed to be 32 in December, I want it to be 32 in December. Because that's what's normal to me. It's not 70 degrees and you wearing shorts. And also, too, I want a white... I would like to have a white Christmas. I cannot honestly remember the last time we've had a white Christmas. It's been, like, gotta be at least going on five years now at this point. A white Christmas has used to be a thing. And guess what? You look right outside, and it's brown. That's what it is. You know how depressing brown is as a color? Brown does not put you in the Christmas spirit. White snow puts me in the Christmas spirit. I mean, like, yeah, if I lived in, like, uh, like Missouri or something like that, like, yeah, I could understand, like, why, like, we wouldn't see a white Christmas. But, like, we live in Wisconsin. I mean, come on, this should be a thing. Not we're going to get hit with tornadoes in December. No, it should be we should get some snow. And, not, and I'm not talking like we need to get hit with a blizzard. Like, one to three inches, uh, like, every so often would be perfectly fine with me. We don't need to get hit with six to eight or four to, like, just one to three. One to three and then just add it up over time. And then it can slowly melt over time. But, nope, it's got to be crazy and everything like that. So, probably no white Christmas this year, which makes me sad. Because I always try to, like, look forward to Christmas. But it's, like, it's hard to get into the Christmas spirit when it's just everything outside is just brown because it's like this don't like this makes me feel like it's fall early winter like christmas is winter and that's when we should start getting hit with snow it's like the leaves are gone like off the trees like there's no more like fall it's like cold like come on let's have some snow well it pisses me off but on a more positive note i got to go up to lambeau field a couple weeks ago for the packer game against the rams and it was a fun time. It was a very fun time. Went up there, uh, like got what tickets I think on Wednesday. Uh, shout out to that, by the way. Uh, shout out to the family member for getting that for me. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, went up there. And again, cannot stress how nice of an area it is up at Lambo and Titletown, all that area. Just a lot of fun, right? One of the things, though, that has been pissing me off with Lambeau, and I love going to Lambeau, I love the Packers, but one of the things that gripes my gears, uh, or no, I, not grinds my gears, I should say, or gripes my grapes. There we go. Something that gripes my grapes is uh, just like, I don't know how to describe this for any of you non-Packer fans, but it's really hard to get like season tickets for Lambeau. So like you're put on a wait list, and you have to wait like a very, very long time. And so like the majority of people, I feel like, go to Green Bay are like kind of like more uh, older Packer fans is the best way I can describe it. 
And that's, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I like talking with like older Packer fans because I can know more about the history and just, oh, who'd you like watching growing up? Who were some of the guys that you enjoyed? And like, cause it's, cause you know, I understand I'm going to obviously get older someday and I'm going to like share like, you know, my Packer memories and everything like that. And you know, I'm not saying that's bad, but what rubs me the wrong way. And as I've heard about this on Twitter and I experienced it in person is they like to just sit and watch the game. Well, my whole mindset is, if I wanted to just sit and watch the game, I could do that in the comfort of my own home. But if I'm going to be at the game, I want to be standing, I want to be cheering, because fans have uh, can swing the momentum of a game. And it's been proven, all right? Seattle, one of the hardest places to play in professional sports uh, because the stadium can get very loud, because the fans are cheering, and like, you know, it's engineeringly it was designed by engineers to be loud which i think is kind of stupid because when you look at the stadium you can clearly tell it's just basically a dome with a hole cut off at the top of the roof basically it's like they have two i would say like maybe awnings or whatnot like covering that and so they're like yeah we designed this so it'd be louder it's like well yeah no shit you literally have it uh like a hole cut off at the top of it. it's like so you have uh seattle stadium very very loud uh the giants played a game there one time and they set the like um most penalties in a game because they had a bunch of false starts because why because they couldn't hear the snap count because the crowd was making so much noise and that obviously has an effect on the game right uh kansas city uh have won games where they've been playing in their stadium and it gets so loud uh that it swings the momentum of the game right crowds have a reaction on the game and i like standing cheering because it gets the players amped as well too and if they're playing amped it helps them out right but you know we go you know but what i've noticed is they the uh the older packer fans want to go and they just want to sit and they just want to sit and like just watch the game and it's like well yeah you can do that but it's gonna be quiet and like you're not gonna be you know, getting behind, like, you could do, like, a lot more, and I want to see the Packers win, we all want to see the Packers win when we go there, right, and it's, like, you could clearly help out, and so, like, yeah, I was, like, I was gonna stay in the whole game, right, basically, and, like, try to, like, get on the side, but, like, I got, like, tapped on my shoulder right away, and, like, hey, can you sit down, I was, like, really, so, I, like, sat down, and then, like, basically what I did, I was, like, all right, third downs, I'm gonna stand, uh, and then, like, offense, I'm going to be quiet, right? Because also, too, it kind of blows my mind that, like, crowds making noise, like, when the team's on offense, it's like, no, shut up, shut up. And, like, a lot of people were like, no, 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 be quiet, be quiet, let them hear the snap count. Let them I know you're getting excited because they're on the move and you want to cheer them on, but, like, let them go to work and cheer after the play, right? Now, if they're on the defense, then you get loud. So that was just kind of my whole thing. I was like, all right, I'm not, not going to, like, obviously try to fight them on it. I'll just, you know, sit down and everything like that. Um, so I stood for, like, third downs, fourth downs. Uh, and then, like, once third and fourth quarter, I just kind of just started standing more because I was like, screw this. I want to, like, make noise. Because, again, also, too, a year ago, crowds really weren't even a thing with the pandemic. And so, you know, I want to go and make noise right and like we see all these variants going on and stuff canada just announced that you know they're reducing capacity by 50 percent and it's like you know who knows what's gonna happen i want to go to a game be loud cheer and all this right 
And so like I paid the ticket. I want to get the most out of my ticket. I can literally just stay. I be at home, sit and watch the game. I don't understand the point of sitting and just watching it like grumpily. And like they also complain. I feel like uh, uh, older pack fans also just complain. Ah, back in my day, they didn't play like that. Well, it's like well, maybe if you make some more noise, get into it a little bit more. And also too, they they have like you know players on like the jumbotron like pre-recorded that are like. Come on, let's go. Stand up. Stand up, right? Like David Bakhtiari is like section 172. Let's go. Stand up. Granted, I wasn't in section 172, but if David Bakhtiari is saying, hey, we need you to stand up, well, shit, I will take a bullet for that man. I'm standing up and I'm going to cheer for him. I mean, come on, people. What else do you need? The players are saying, hey, let's go. It's a big third down. Come on. Even Matt LaFleur on the sideline trying to get the fans into it. It's like, come on have an effect on the game and it's the same thing that not only happens with the packers but it also happens with the badgers as well too and specifically it's badger basketball that does this that pisses me off the most it's like you have the student sections behind the basketball hoops right but uh on your sidelines uh are just like normal fans and like prior season ticket holders again elderly crowd they just sit there and they don't make any noise, they don't stand, they just sit and grumpily watch the game. And it's like, well, if you watch other basketball stadiums, you can either, like, you can just see what happens when you have, like, a loud atmosphere. You know, I know some stadiums, uh, Michigan State, I think Ohio State does this, uh, Duke as well, where they have the student section just going around the whole ring. So it's like one whole, like, bubble or whatnot. But it's like, I understand... There's some times where you just want to sit, watch the game. But it's like, if it's close, and you start cheering, and you get stadium loud, like, look at Brad Davidson. Brad Davidson feeds off that kind of energy. He's trying to get you amped out. Again, Brad Davidson, another player that like, I would be absolutely like, if he's encouraging me to stand, I'm going to stand up and cheer. It makes no sense to just sit and just quietly watch the game. God, I remember there was, like, one time where it was, like, they pissed away a lead really bad. Uh, against Iowa, and uh, I just remember watching, and like everyone was just quiet during it, and I'm just like, okay, if you can make some noise, try to get the boys back into it or something like that, and then like just I remember there was like one last missed shot or something like that, and you just see them all just quietly stand up, grab their coats, and like start leaving. It's like you're paying what eighty bucks for the ticket, make some fucking noise, all right? Like come on, just like get behind it or something like that, and also too like if you don't. It's just so dumb. It's like, oh, they were standing, so I had to tell them, like, sit down. Or it's like, oh, they were... Well, hmm, if that person in front of you is standing, maybe you could stand as well, too. Then, boom, we have the whole stadium standing. And even, like, that was starting to affect the Bucks as well, too. At Pfizer, because it was like, you know, NBA's a bit more younger crowd, I would say. And, like, once the Bucks started doing good, had some more people with some more money... That could afford to go to these games. <clears throat> they'd start heading to the games, right? And they would just sit and be quiet. They'd, like, show up, like, halfway through the first quarter. And it's like, you know, it's pretty uh, big game. You guys should be, like, standing and cheering, right? And even, like, one of the big uh, Bucks fans that I follow on Twitter was like, yeah, I just got told by, like, someone to sit down. And it's like, piss off. It's the NBA Finals. Off, we stand and cheer. Like, we literally look outside, and you have 25,000 people that are outside the stadium cheering, that are standing. You can stand 
and as well too like sit down during your commercial breaks sit down like when you know there's tv timeout or timeout so a halftime something like that you don't gotta it's not saying i'm not saying you have to stay in the whole game but it's like just make some noise get the get the team going on your side it ain't that hard man but people are like oh i just want to watch the game it's like yeah you can watch the game but it's more fun when you get into it as well too because then it feels like you're having an effect as well too and then it just makes it feel like it's a bond i was like oh and so that made me mad Trying to figure out what else has made me mad. November is done, though, so that's a positive for me. I don't have to worry about, you know, no luck November anymore. I am now uh, what we are referring to as uh, DM Diving December uh, is what I'm going to be referring to December as. Uh, would love to uh, see what happens there, but, you know, no luck November is no more. Hopefully that uh, ends, and so... Uh, We'll have to see here. I was just kind of making a joke. A half nervous joke, but like a joke. Uh, with all like the COVID cases rising, NFL, NBA, NHL, and... Uh, well, actually, MLB doesn't have to worry about that because they're in a fucking lockout right now. Again, cannot stress this enough. I hate Rob Manfred. And his wife probably hates him as well, too. Uh, but what... They've been having like rising COVID cases, and so like players having to isolate or whatnot. So I was just like, <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to go. Sports are gonna get shut down again, and I'm gonna have to go back to being a housekeeper. I'm trying to brace. I don't think it'll happen, but I'm just bracing for it, just in case if it has to happen again. Cause I remember the first time it happened, it caught you know me off guard, caught a lot of people off guard. So I'm just trying to brace for it again. So we'll have to see what happens, but. Speaking of sports, though, I went to my alma mater on Saturday to watch them play in the quarter, I believe quarterfinal? No, maybe semifinals against Mary Harden Baylor. I believe that's, either that or it's Mary Harden Baylor. I don't know. They've, they've got too many syllables in their name, all right? Too many different consonants. They're trying to fit, like, Mary and Baylor in there or something like that. Just I, I, that's why I like white water, just because it's literally just white and water. It's a color and a body of uh, water, right? So I uh, went to that game, and let me tell you, I don't want to bitch about the refs, but whoo, they were, they had some shitty calls in that game, and it just blows my mind. So it's it's dumb, right? One, of, I think one of the things so that pissed me off the most about that game, right? Division three, you really don't have to worry about TV timeouts or anything like that. Uh, but ESPN then had the rights for the game, so they, uh, were there broadcasting it, right? And they took, like, TV timeouts just suck. Like, I understand, like, yes, you're trying to get your revenue, uh, and your commercial breaks and everything like that, uh, and your money, but, God, it just disrupts the flow of the game so much for, like, Division Three. Like, you know, when you go to NFL or college football, it's, like, pretty easy to, like, see like oh yeah like you're used to it but division three you don't really have to deal with that until literally you get to the semifinals and then it's like it seems like a commercial break every fucking time and it's like can't we just do this like once in a while can't we do this for just like save them for injury timeouts uh or uh you know like halftime obviously seems like a given uh end of the quarters you could do your media timeouts but it just it, there's too many damn commercials and it pisses me off because it's like, 
I get it, you're trying to get every dollar that you can. And, you know, these companies have, like, a, an insane amount of money where they can easily afford to pay for the commercials. But it pisses me off because, you know, just it interrupts the flow of the game. Literally. That's why I'm starting to enjoy soccer a lot more because it's literally, like, you have 45 minutes of uninterrupted action and then halftime comes and you have your commercial breaks. And, like, you have, like, your halftime and then you, more commercial breaks. And then you go back out, second half, no interruptions, right? And then it's just straight forward all the way through. And that's nice because it's, like, it helps the flow of the game, right? But, like, NFL, God, I remember for a while, it was, like, you'd have the opening kickoff and then, boom, straight to commercial. And so it, it, it just, it, it, they interrupt the flow of the game so much with commercials. That sucks. But, like, that would literally, and, like, it would literally require them just, like, and what, like, probably pisses me off the most, I would say, too, is it's not, like, different commercials. It's the same commercials. I, I think I bitched about this for the one of the March, Matt, uh, for the NCAA tournament episodes, where it's, like, I saw, like, the same Capital One commercial or, like, just the same ones over and over again. It's, like, how about instead of showing them 20 times, we only show them, like, four times. And so that way there's not 20 different commercial breaks. How about, like, we only let them have a couple spots. Yes, I get it would be less money on your end, but how about we enjoy the game a little bit more, have some good flow of the game instead of just having 20 different commercials. Rubs me the wrong way. But, yeah, it was tough loss, though, for Whitewater. Uh, college, I don't know what to think of college football, man. I love it, but, God, there are some schools that piss me off. You know, I, I Division three, it's basically like you have the WEAC, which is basically a bunch of public schools, and then everything else after that in Division three is private. And... I, the private schools just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, and, yeah, uh, Mary Harjan Baylor, they had some cocky-ass bastards on their squad, so I'm pulling for North Central in the championship game tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, they had some cocky-ass bastards. And also, too, I thought they got busted for, like, recruiting violations, something like that, a couple years ago. But I'm sure the NCAA probably gave them a little, just a little slap on the wrist. Don't you do that again. And it's like... Which also the NCAA needs like an actual like commissioner, someone in charge, because it's just kind of like do whatever the fuck you want. I've noticed, but that's a different story for a different day. Uh, but uh, Mary Harge and Baylor rubbed me the wrong way. So yeah, I just don't know what to, I I love college football because it's so hilarious because it's like it's I don't like that school because they're in close proximity to me. But also at the same time, you're like, oh, I hate that school. So I was thinking about that the other day, too. So because it was like I had something written down because the college football last week of the year, they always like to do a rivalry rivalry week. Um, and they uh, like to showcase like, you know, all like the big rivalry games. So Minnesota and Wisconsin always play each other. Wisconsin sucked that game uh, and Minnesota won. And, you know, Wisconsin's, like, the 14th-ranked team, but we weren't, like, a powerhouse, a big undefeated school. And Minnesota storms the field. It's like, really? You guys are going to storm the field after beating a 14th-ranked Wisconsin team? And they played jump around. 
after, and I think they've done that before as well too, and it's like, oh, you guys suck, you know that, you have no uh, tradition, you're a decent football program, but ever since you got PJ Fleck, you've just become this absolutely obnoxious program, it's like, piss off, how about you guys win something one of these days, God, it just rubs me the wrong way, it's basically the best way I can describe it, but like, just Minnesota, like, I have my rivalries in the Big Ten, right? So, I hate Ohio State because they're good. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan State. Uh, you know, I hate Penn State. Just a lot of things I hate uh, about Big Ten. But, like, Minnesota, you know, I know we battle for the act just because it's like the rivalry's been so one-sided for the past, like, ever since I've basically been alive. So, for 24 years, uh, it really hasn't been, like, a rivalry. But it's just, like, it's their national championship basically for when they beat us and it's like okay cool congrats uh but just oh pj fleck i hate him so much as a football coach because every like third quarter he'll like sprint to the other end of the field to like i don't know if it's like to try to hype the team up because you know like quarters they'll switch fields or whatnot right and and like that just uh is kind of annoying to watch uh because, you know, he acts like, uh, I don't know how to describe him. He's just very annoying. And it, it was hilarious because back 2019, because this was probably like when Minnesota was the best, was like their best year, and they had a chance to go to the Big Ten Championship game, and it was either Wisconsin or Minnesota, whoever won would go to the Big Ten Championship game. And so Minnesota, uh, you know, at home, and like you're thinking like, oh, Minnesota's going to come out and like, they're gonna win this right and they go up seven nothing and then wisconsin just quietly just dismantles them uh and just smothers them for like 38 straight unanswered points suffocating defense and just running the ball down their throat god it was hilarious to watch and then you have fleck running down the sideline at the end of the third quarter it's like this is genuinely hilarious to watch and just wisconsin just curb stomping them one of the greatest days of my life. God, it was peaceful to watch that. I was just like, you know what? This is satisfying. So rivalry week. Rivalry week, really hilarious just because it's like, it's like I hate that school because they they share a border with us geography, uh, for their geography. But like, other than that, it's like, oh, I hate you because you're in such close proximity with each other. But it's, it's hilarious to think about, I think. So... I'm just glad that uh, November is over and done with because, whew, that was a struggle. Uh, we're going to see how December goes. We're going to see how my luck starts to pay off because, again, big fantasy football in the fantasy football playoffs. And I'm, again, of course, if luck would have it, facing against Cowley. Uh, I'm not doing the bet this time, which means I will probably win because that's how my luck goes. But... We're going to see how this goes. Hopefully my odds are in better favor. But the Mimosa Sippin' Mallards have found a way to sneak into the playoffs. Just keep my eye on my squad, all right? They're, they're a dangerous team. So I'm hoping we can come up, come up with a little bit of a run here. And we can maybe make some, uh, make some money here. Also doing that as well, too, for the Capital One Bowl season. One of my favorite things. This time of the year is you just have a whole shit ton of college football bowl games on, right? I have picked 
all 44 of them. And I have a feeling I'm going to go 44 for 44. I'm going to get some of these cash payout prizes, right? And whoo, it's going to feel nice when I win that 10 grand. Because I'm probably going to buy me a hot tub, baby. That's right. It's officially hot tub season again in this household. It was hot tub season back in March. But then uh, Ohio State had to completely fuck me over. Which is why, again, I loathe Ohio State. That program. Ugh, losing. And not helping me out. For my hot tub purchase. Uh, so... We're going to see how this goes. I think I can go 44 for 44. See, this is the difference between uh, college basketball last year for me and college football this year for me. I've been able to watch college football, right? When I was a second shift housekeeper, it was really hard to watch college basketball. Because basically the best only time I'd be able to watch it is on a Saturday during the day. Most of it was Big Ten basketball. So I was like, alright, I guess all the Big Ten schools are pretty good. And whew, it was a struggle. It was a struggle uh, for that bracket, right? So, yeah, I got bounced with Ohio State, and that went my winner. So, I feel a lot more confident. I'm going to watch a lot more of the product, know a lot more about the team. So, I'm feeling pretty confident in my bowl predictions. I And I would love to win a hot tub. So, that's what we got going on for us, though. But thank you guys for listening to this episode. I appreciate it, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you.